From the creative mind of Capcom's Onimusha comes the animated series on Netflix, Onimusha, with a Rotten Tomato score of 82%. Welcome back to Tales of Two Bros. My name is Angel. I'm Adon. Where we give you a review at least once a week. Spoiler alert. So, Musha, currently streaming on Netflix, is based off the video game, the popular video game, under the same title. I have never played the game, have you? Yes. Uh, I want to say it was a PlayStation 2 game. I think uh, there's three volumes. No, it's it, like six. It, oh, five yeah. or six. It's like five or six uh, iterations of the game. There was like Warlord, Storm, two, three. Yeah, there's like about five or six games. It came out in 2001. So it's over 20 years old. Wow. And the concept is pretty much cut and paste. It's the same thing. What I like about here, I'm a big fan of samurai films. I'm a big fan of Toshiro Mufune, who did a lot of samurai films. He was in Yojimbo, Sanjiro, but he also did a trilogy based on the character in this series, Miyamoto Musashi, Samurai 1, Samurai 2, Samurai 3. This incarnation of Miyamoto Musashi is almost exactly how Toshiro Mufune did his interpretation of the legendary character, the, the creator of the Book of Five Rings, which we've mentioned this before in other reviews that Japanese corporations use that book today for business deals or for business mindset. Mm. And and he was also famous for using two swords. Because you know the samurai carry two swords, legit samurai. One the long sword, the katana, and then the shoto, the short the short sword. And he used both of them to fight the onslaught of men at one time on a field. And the shoto I believe is sometimes used or also the tanto if it's ceremonial, but I guess not to get captured, they have the shoto to use to commit harikiri, to commit suicide. Well, yeah, but also wasn't it used um, because they, they couldn't carry their full sword in, like, the, was it the palace? Well, that I don't know in the sense of, I just know they had to, in the palace, whatever, they had to, disc, you know, like like people today with guns, they have to put their guns or not bring their guns at all. Mm-hmm. But, but they could they still carry, the, like, the sword sword I in practice, I, yeah. I, I do not know that much in that, de- in that specific detail. If someone's a history major, get us in the comments. Is it six or eight episodes long? It's eight episodes long. They're relatively short, around like 30 minutes to 45 minutes long. What did you think about this show? Truthfully, I fell asleep at, at several moments, and it felt repetitive. Very much to the game. Uh, like oh. The game is very, very repetitive in a lot of ways, in, in the sense like when he starts fighting, it's just hack and slash, hack and slash, back and forth. A lot of yelling and a lot of hack and slashing. There are some highlight moments that stick with me. You hear his name a lot. Miyamoto? Musashi! Well, Musashi! Yeah, he's the hero of the story. Is he the hero the, of the it, game? Yes, he is. Okay. And and like even in one point, one of the villains is like, Musashi. <laughs> Start fighting. And I just it's like they just use his name so much. It's just to me it became a comical thing. Um, okay, so real quick before we go into that, so we have the voice actors. Now this is a an, this is anime, Dif- different type of anime, um, sense of style. It, it looked very computerized, almost three D. Yeah, it was kind of like uh, almost like the King Ashura kind of feel, but slightly different. Yeah, I'm not sure if I saw that, but I did when, when I saw them turn into monsters. Okay, well I listened to them 
American actors. That's what it came up. I, I didn't go for the Japanese voice with the English subtitles. Yeah. But you have two directors here. You have uh, Takashi Mike mm-hmm. and Shinja Sukiya. It is written by Hideyuki Kurata. You have the cast playing Miyamoto Musashi or Masashi Miyamoto is Alan Mesa. Kaizen, played by Chris Hackney. Kuromaru, played by Christopher Swindell. Kojiro Sasaki, or Sasaki Kojiro, Greg Chun. Kojiro was his biggest rifle. Those two, uh, Musashi and Kojiro, they're the ones that fight at the end that the biggest rivals. Like, Musashi wanted to be the best samurai. That, you know, Kojiro wanted to be the best samurai. And they end up fighting each other. Not in just in the series, but in real life, they fought at a, on a beach. And Musashi fought on with an oar made into a, a boken, a wooden sword. So it was mm-hmm. originally an oar, and he shapeshifted it. And we saw that in the series. He grabs an oar just to relive that time they fought before the afterlife, if you will, if you call it this. Kensuke Matsu, Matsui, played by Kirk Thornton. Kensai, played by Kyle McCarley. Hekudo. Played by Matthew Young King. Lemon by Robbie Dime. They don't call him Lemon. They call him Lemon. Which one was that? Who's that again? The main villain. Oh, the redhead guy? Yeah. The one that... Oh, Lemon. Okay. The, uh, French. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Robbie Damon was played by him. Sayo, Sarah Williams. Saya, Yuri Lowenthal. Alfred. Oh, my God. Is that him? Oh. Fred Tatascori. He plays the Hulk. He plays all those big voices in Marvel and DC and all those animated films. So to see him there makes a lot of sense. The Monk was played by Kirk Thornton, who also played Kensei Matsui. And that's pretty much it. You have others, but that's pretty much it. I know you were not a big fan of this, of the series. I saw it twice, relatively back to back. I enjoyed it, mainly because of the fact that Kojiro and Miyamoto was in this. I don't, like I said, I don't know. I am not familiar with the games at all. And, and I'm not going to play the game because it doesn't seem like a game that's for me. It was more that it's a tr- strategic game, right? It was, a, it was not st- strategic. It was like basically it was the same concept hack and slash the uh, Genma in order to power your Oni Gauntlet to get more power. And you're, you're oh, going so through. It's not an RPG game. It's not like Final Fantasy or anything like that. Not that I remember. No. A lot of slashing. And your main character is younger. Right. Here is like, he's, he's older. Old. He's, this is after they, he first fought Kujiro. And that was at the end of his career. life. Not career. Real life. Not only his life, but you know, it's like he's done with fighting. He proved yeah. himself who's the best. I mean, if correct me if I'm wrong, for those who are listening or watching, that Musashi has been fighting for a long time. He had his first kill. Of a, of a person like when he was a teenager. Probably. You know, and then he got so proficient with his sword that he fought Kojiro with a wooden stick. And he fought him smart. He, he had him. It was, it was a great. They face on the, on the beach. Musashi has his back towards the sun. So the sun is facing Kojiro. He can't really see Musashi that well because the sun is in the air and, and, and his eye, excuse me, and the water, ref- uh, the sun reflecting on the water as well so it's all this stuff going against him into masashi's favor gotcha so you, do you have a favorite moment here or favorite character that you did did you like a character here even though you fell asleep a couple times <laughs> uh the monk who Which burned one? oh my god that was an powerful scene i was like that oh. that was a strong moment for me but like i woke up 
I woke up at several times, uh, like uh, uh, fell asleep several times. But that moment when the little girl's in, in the bell, she starts chanting the mantras. The mantras, and, right? Because he learned it earlier. She learned it earlier from him. Exactly. Over his was it over his parents or over his grandparents or her grandparents? It was her her grandparents. Correct. And he just lets go and and just starts going hands to the bell, which is hot. It, like, absolutely, absolutely. Which I'm like, I get the bell catches on fire because of the thing. I'm like, eh. I was more concerned that she would suffocate than burn. Right. <laughs> because of the the True. heat. Well, not just suffocate. Well, because of the burn. Because the the thing is, she's inside. Yeah. There's no air coming in or getting out. Exactly. And when the heat is on, it uh, it, it it eats up the air mm-hmm. around her. So multiple factors happening for her or going against her. Yes, that was a powerful scene. Yes. And he just, he, he essentially burns himself to death. Like third, third degree burns all across. You know, a person, a monk did that in real life, in a sense, burn himself in a way. It, is, is, it happened in China. And Tiananmen Square, I believe, I'm saying it wrong and I apologize, but a monk did that for peace. He sacrificed himself. He put gasoline or kerosene on him. Something flammable. Mm-hmm. He sits down in a prayer position, lights himself up, does not move, and he just died. It was a protest to the war that was happening, and but unfortunately, it was shocking, but it didn't stop the war. I was going to say, like, a number one, I'm like, mm, I he never heard of anybody shot. stopping. When I saw that, it took me back to that because he sacrificed himself to save the girl. Save a girl. Yeah. Well, that I get, and like his character's essence, as it were, carried on throughout the show in various ways. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we see him later too, mm-hmm. in, in a, as a ghost, as a as a Force Jedi. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. As a Force Jedi, yes. Oh, the birds too. <laughs> to do with the that birds. Took, you know what that took me back to? Beastmaster. You got it, <laughs> Beastmaster. Yes, he could talk to the animals, even though he was plump, and there was only two birds. Kodo and Poto, if you will, but they're not they're not the they're ferrets. They're ferrets, but these are two birds. Um, he did Beastmaster did have a bird. Yes, yeah. but it wasn't two. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was vicious. What they did, oh my god, with their talons, take off the heads. Oh, absolutely. Uh but like in the birds would try to protect the others. Mm-hmm. Like one of the birds flew in the way when and went after the master, for last lack of a better term. Well, uh, it, it um it it went in the way of the spear. Yeah, and did not master. stop the spear, it, which was a sad moment too. That was also oh, that. No. Well, it was unexpected because yes. he was just talking, chilling. Walking, he was a nice and, guy. Oh yeah, I mean, what I liked about here also is like all the characters were written well, in my opinion. Mm. For the most part, they were written well. You have some also influences by Shogun Assassin, no one from Cub, or those three brothers yeah. with, the, with the helmets uh, mm-hmm. or the, the headgear. Now, the three girls, I don't remember. I, I mean, I want to remember that seems more like a Lone Wolf and Cub characters than, say, Musashi, because I don't remember that in the, in the Samurai trilogy. Yeah, the game was not 100% accurate to history. I guarantee well, that. Well, of course not, nor, nor is this. Yeah. But I'm feeling that the three brothers and the three girls are from Lone Wolf and Cub, or taken from those series. Okay. Because definitely the, the three guys, they from had like, from Lone Wolf and Cub, they had the, the, the weapons, they had their own different weapons to fit their uh, personalities. And I'm thinking the girls were there too. For me, my favorite moment was, though, 
the opening scene of the first episode where he's fighting the big guy with the double-headed spear and the other monks to prove that oh yes the 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 11 warriors the 11 monks yes. that was a great scene too you seeing like or you're being introduced of what's going to happen in the sense of what this show is about with this anime it's very Japanese martial art influenced it is a period piece. It's not over the top acting. I don't think any of that. Like some of the anime we have or we watch, very over the top characters. And oh yeah. I don't really think the only one that was over the top, in my opinion, was the butler Alfred. See, he I don't remember. I think I slept through that episode. Why are oh. we reviewing? Why are we reviewing this? <laughs> I got ninety percent. <laughs> Jeez. So, what was your least favorite moment or fupa? Because there was full pause. That was the best fight scene to me, was that first fight scene. Opening? Yeah, the opening mm-hmm. fight scene. I just didn't like it feeling too repetitive, uh, which it did feel. Uh, like, okay. Which I get, which they brought in like the uh, Genma soldiers that were undead. And they're basically cannon fodder. It's the same thing that they were doing with the, the ones that were in the village. What was repetitive for you? Was it because like they always had to get to the gauntlet? And use that. Always had to get to the gauntlet. The action didn't feel that different once he got the gauntlet. Just slash, 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 turns around, slash, maybe turns into Oni. Every now and then it would differentiate when they bring in other characters, like because they essentially mutate and turn into other characters. It just didn't catch me. There was nothing about it that really hooked me in to really be like, ah, oh, this is dope. I would say there were interesting moments. The dialogue just didn't really sit with me too much at times as well. Really? Yeah. It, it, and it's nothing really that stood out. It's just it, I didn't keep stay engaged with it. And it's not like I had outside influences. It was just I was watching it, and then I'm no longer engaged. I will tell you this. His personality wasn't didn't mesh with me. Musashi's. Musashi's. The way he's portrayed and for his personality and everything. Mm-hmm. I was more intrigued by the side characters. Like we talked about. The monk. The uh, the bird handler. Uh, even the smart kid. Uh, the smart guy. Who turned out to be a spy. No, you're right. Like, oh, like The side characters besides Miyamoto. Yes. The, those, I, I enjoyed them. They're like... The They're, they were more they were riveting the than he was to me. And yes, more compelling. Yes, I, I I agree with you with that. Yes, I was I was enjoying the side character, lack for a better term, four eyes. Uh, yes, yeah, the glasses. Musashi's greatest moment was when he said, "There's seven of us here, and only and three or four enemies, or three enemies, or something like mm-hmm. that." And three are villains, or three are the, yeah, three are the, the villains, or something like that. Yes. And, and, then and he, then he, he says, well, only two because it made you guys guessing. And it, but it turned out there was another in the mix. Right. Um, but he called himself the villain. Yes. Masashi. Just to say, like, I guess I'm the, that makes me the villain then. <laughs> but yes. And I'm looking forward to, like, again, I'm looking forward to season two because who gave him the orders? The kid, the guy with the glasses. Mm-hmm. We don't know who gave him the order to do what he did. So he was like, because after he killed his friend, uh, Limon. Well, he worked for the government. He said that? He's like, the main thing is not to let this uh, seeker out about the gold mine. He doesn't care about the gen mine. He cared about the mine. Right. No, I understand. But he killed the, 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 the decapitated guy, the guy with no arms, no legs. I took that as he was under orders from the, the government. I thought it was something else. I wasn't sure it was the government. Yeah. I saw something else. Oh. The other guy was rebelling against the government, 
because of the way they were taking uh, the way changing Japan and allowing outsiders in, mm-hmm. which ironically, it's he's like so making a tank. It. He's making tanks and stuff. He's using their uh, like the West Westerners. And he has a butler as American as white. You're kind of a hypocrite, my guy. But here's a football for me. It was talking about Alfred. He has his gun. I don't know if you saw this because you fell asleep. Oh, so I did times. not. I did fall asleep on this one. So he's shooting Masashi and the gang. Yeah. Inside the court. Okay. The, the, the battlefield, as we call it, within, within the, the castle. He has a, a musket kind of thing where you have to take your time and reload. put in the gunpowder and, and put in the pellet, slam it down to make sure. And that's not like right. a sniping item. That's like you got to get kind of close with those. No, 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 no! You can be, you can be some distance. They're, they're meant because it was long barrel. Oh yeah, okay. I'm thinking like right. I'm thinking the old pilgrim style with the like. No, 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 no. Flared out. It has this. Has that. No, not that one. But he's rapid firing. He's not reloading. <laughs> he's just shooting after shot after shot after shot. I was like, guys, you missed the you missed an important detail on this. And then Limon had powers too because. Since you fell asleep on it, that the girl finds her parents. They're there. Mm-hmm. They were helping Lamon make the castle and make all this stuff happen. And then he has some kind of power that he could control the bodies. They know what's going on, but they can't control what's going on. They were choking the girl, their own daughter. And he forced Musashi to chop their heads off to save her. Yeah, because I, I want to say they were Genma at that time, right? They didn't. They didn't tra- transition. No, oh, clearly Lemon didn't have that great of power because he lost all four limbs. But he was still alive eh, for a good amount of time. Right, and then then the homeboy was like choking him and then poisoned him. Yeah, just to you know, seal the deal. Right. But he, I mean, it's like, and that kind of reminds me of like Lone Wolf and Cub series and Sanjiro, the the film. You remember that uh, that movie Sanjiro, where at the end, I don't know if you remember the scene, but I do, where he fights. The guy, they're close combat. It's like really close. And they pull out the swords. Sanjiro wins. Yojimbo, uh, same character, different name. But so the Yojimbo was the first movie. And Sanjiro was the second, the sequel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he kills the guy, right? And it's a close combat. Like it was like, they're like, like this, like face to face. So close. It's like they both drew their swords at the same time or something like that. Right. It was like a prop fail. Uh, but ta- it, it, it caused so much blood to come out. Right. And that became that the, the new thing. Correct. That's what I was about to tell you. Yes. So I think we talked about that in reference to Kill Bill in another review that we did. We probably did something similar, yeah. But yeah, but that, that scene was what led up to all the gore that we later come to love in other samurai films, mm-hmm. Kill Bill, where it was a malfunction. It wasn't supposed to splatter that crazily. And they did. just stayed with it. And they stayed with it. Because I guess it just was so dramatic, even though it made no sense with a simple slice, but it was able to drop the guy, whatever. But yes, that malfunction was what led to multiple blood and gore of other samurai films to follow. All right. I mean, I enjoyed it. You're not so much a fan of it, apparently, because you fell asleep several times. I tried. Uh, I know you tried, (laughs) but you failed miserably. (laughs) I mean, I saw it twice. Granted, I may have missed one of the Topics you discussed, and like 
You sure about that? 82% by the audience. I give it a nice solid 90. It may be a gracious score, but I, like I said, I saw it back to back. That's how much I enjoyed it. It is worth the watch. I'll give it a 75. You sure you don't want to give it lower, sleepyhead? I could. I could. I'll be modest since I missed two episodes. Right. So <laughs> apparently it, for you, it is not worth the watch. It is a waste of time. For me, it was. Okay. <laughs> for, I, I, for, a lover, for a lover of anime as, as you are... I'm disappointed. Tell you what, I like. I bet you I could find a better samurai. <laughs> Is it the Blue Eye Samurai? Blue Eye Samurai to me was better. <laughs> All right, we'll review that next. All right. All right, guys, that is our anime review of Onimusha, currently streaming on Netflix. Have you seen it? What was your favorite moment? Let us know in the description below. Also, if you have a show or movie you would like us to review, let us know also in the comments below. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you, too.